Hey guys, this is Mookie from Even More About Nothing, and we just want to share a quick word from our sponsors. Jouet.co is an awesome website that sells fashionable, comfortable gaming clothing for nerds, geeks, and everyone into that kind of stuff. If you want to check out their awesome clothes from brands like FIFA, Final Fantasy, Dragon Ball Z, and Pokemon Go, check out the website Jouet.co. That's J-O-U-E dot C-O. What's up, guys? Thanks again for joining us on another episode of Even More About Nothing. I am one of your hosts, Rafiki, and to my right, it's your boy Timmy Tunga. You know, follow me on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. Yep, the real host. And to my right, get the real co-host. Get out of here. What's up, guys? It's Mateo. So, yeah, another another week. Is gone, and we're another week closer to a summer and fall lineup of great movies. You sound so thrilled. I am a little tired because spring little. break just started, but you're not wrong. <laughs> it's gonna be a good week, and we have one of our two favorite guests to have <laughs> on here. We still don't have a nickname for him. <laughs> no, I thought we settled on that. The accountant. <laughs> The white accountant? <laughs> ben Affleck. Well, no, I know, but then, never mind. There was a play on words that I was like, oh, it's the white accountant, because something else had happened. Never mind. Anyway, introduce yourself. <laughs> Hi, uh, my name's Brian. John is not with us today. He's out with other friends, uh, hanging out with them, so. All right. When you said John's not with us, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. They got my bro, John. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to quickly follow it up with, he's out with friends. Not, he's not dead. <laughs> he's not deceased. There'd be mourning. There'd be a solid silence. Yeah, actually, I, I would not be here if that had happened. Yeah. It'd be an hour and a half silent episode. No, Batman would want us to carry on. <laughs> we fight the good fight for the cow. Anyway, so, like I said, it's another week down. Yeah. Uh, What's some stuff that's been happening with you guys? Yeah, a week in review. Um, I'll go ahead and kick that off. Um, Not too much work this week. Um, I think it's been kind of more of in the weekend. Saw a couple movies this week. One of them we'll get to later. Um, But, however, I did see Beauty and the Beast this weekend. Very good. Solid movie. Um, and, I mean, I might touch on that briefly later, but really, um, still enjoyed it. And then uh, the big heavy one that everybody's been talking about this weekend, we will definitely get to Power Rangers. Mm. Um, so we will, we have, we have a lot of thoughts for that. Excited. Um, but, yeah, we'll get to that later in the show. Who's next? Uh, I guess I'll go next. Uh, not too much happening this week. Uh, of course, as far as movies go, like, had to see Power Rangers. Um, I have been watching Iron Fist. I'm not quite done. I still have a couple oh, yeah, episodes I'm, left. I'm not done with that either. But I've been watching that. Uh, really, that's been about it this week. I oh, Mass Effect. Into it. Yeah, I actually haven't played a ton of Mass Effect. Because freaking Lies. Yeah. Freaking school Responsibilities. Work, Being an adult. Anyways, that's just me. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I just got on the spring break, so uh, besides from work, I have a whole lot of stuff to catch up on. 
Um, I finally did get around to watching Yu-Gi-Oh! The Dark Side of Dimensions. Um, yeah. And I was, I've been trying to watch this thing, like, for six a while months. now. Not six months ago. You, you stay Yu-Gi-Oh! heavy, bro. <laughs> well, yeah. From, from I, the I, shows I, to the mobile app to... Hey, I just recently went back and finished season five of the original Yu-Gi-Oh! So the Dawn of Dawn of the Duel. You never finished it? No, I did finish it. I said uh, I went back and finished oh, okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I rewatched it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I finally watched The Dark Side of Dimension. Like, it was good. It was weird because all of a sudden anime's taking this shift to where part of it is like literally <clears throat> 3D CGI. <laughs> Uh, and, and so all the monsters were like that, and I was like, "This is weird. Why are we doing this?" But like I said, it's monsters. it's Hollywood. It's for like it's it's what they want. But I was a is little it? I was a little bit wound with the story, like how it progressed. Essentially, what it is for those that haven't watched it, if you don't care for it, cool. I'm going to tell you anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, what it is is. From start to finish, the reason these are, like the events of the movie are taking place is because Kaiba is so salty about all the times he lost to Atem, the pharaoh, that he tries to bring him back, thus incurring the wrath of someone else because if the pharaoh comes back, they lose their power. Only in the end, for Yugi to finally get through to Kaiba saying, look, the dude's gone. <laughs> and then he comes back for literally 30 seconds, Atem, that is, Wipes the floor with everybody. Doesn't say a single word. Then it's gone. And you would think that would be the end of the movie. Like, Kai was like, I understand. He's gone. He came back and saved us one last time. No. At the very end of the movie, Kaiba decides to time travel to face this dude. And I was like, hell, bro. I was like, Kaiba, how many L's can you take before you get it through that? You're just not that good. <laughs> not nice. <laughs> so, Yeah. I was a little bit wild with the storyline. All right. And the accountant. <laughs> um, not a very eventful week so far. I mean, right. it was work mostly. I did hang out with uh, a couple friends Friday night and okay. played board games, just chilled, and then saw the movie with these guys Saturday. But beyond that, pretty much just work and regular daily life. So, All yeah. right. Um, so... We've got a good chunk of, like, heavier discussion-based stuff to talk about. Not a whole uh, long list. Um, and we'll just kind of go, uh, you know, get right into it. First things first. Yesterday, as in Saturday, we're recording on Sunday, for those who are listening. Uh, the Justice League trailer. Um, that's where, uh, that's what we're on, that's where we're at. Anyways, um, as far as initial thoughts for the trailer, since it just dropped recently... Um, does it get you hyped for the movie? It gets me hyped, but the trailer, like, with all the action scenes, there was a ton of action scenes shown, but it was just very chaotic. Like, it was kind of hard to kind of focus on what was, what's happening, what's going on. And uh, Mookie is not with us today, but he did point out, like, the CGI was kind of, eh. It was subpar, especially on Cyborg, when it kind of zoomed in on him. There were... Here and there. I think this is, like, our first solid look at Cyborg. Yeah. So I would give that... Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, critique, I, I, I... He's right for critiquing that. But if you ask me, there are other parts of it that look a lot cleaner. 
that they've cleaned up as well because some of that stuff has been in like three trailers. Anyways, we'll talk a little more detail here in a second, but let's get the other two thoughts. Um, I don't know, cause recently, um, I like, th- yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff. Uh, we we're talk as we we're talking earlier. Brian was saying that he's more excited for this one than he was for Batman v Superman. I agree with that 110. percent Uh. Batman v Superman, I... Yeah, man, we're not going to go into that. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's a If you want to know anything about that, I think we talk about that in episode three. Me and Mookie talk about our feelings in that. Yeah. And how we truly felt. So you can go to all the way back to episode three. And check that out. Anyways. Um, I mean, this part, I'm not quite sure what to feel for it yet. I like I get the mission, what they're doing, they're assembling the team. I will say one of the coolest scenes though is uh when uh Ezra Miller is in his flash suit and he just kinda crouches down and then you just see him take off. And then you just like that little snippet. I was like, Oh, okay. That was the more we cool. get, the more I feel a little bit more comfortable with the flash. Like the more I see. Cause at first, like when I saw it in that like robot suit whatever you want to call that nonsense like it but like the more i see it the more comfortable i become with it so hopefully it looks good in the movie but yeah so as as of right now uh and i'll talk about this later like with the power rangers movie they showed a portion of the trailers and then it came into the movie and i was just kind of like man (laughs) they could have done that better but uh when i initially watched the trailer i was like oh this is so cool so yeah i'm not quite sure because I'm kind of in that stage, like, we'll just have to see how it plays out in the movie. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, uh, I, I'd agree. I'd, but I, I definitely thought it was pretty awesome. I, I enjoyed seeing all the other characters, and I enjoyed seeing them interacting and not as enemies for, you know, for the whole thing. Like, I enjoyed seeing Batman being more of a team player than he was in Batman versus Superman until the last, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever. <laughs> Martha. Yeah, after that. (laughs) Still, I will say, one of the funniest moments in all of the trailer is very reminiscent of... uh, I can't believe I'm blanking out on the movie. Uh, The Justice League movie, the animated film that they did, where everyone's gathered for the first time to fight Darkseid. Because... Justice League. Oh, yeah, war. Yeah, yeah, and so Ezra Miller's like, wait, so what? What? It's like, what is your superpower? <laughs> and he, oh, yeah, and he's just like, was... I'm rich, and I just remember like in Justice League War when Green Lantern was just like, you're not just a guy in a bat suit, are you? <laughs> and he just kind of stops. He looks back, and he's like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> and he's like, this guy is like infamous everywhere, and he's just a guy in a bat suit. And so, um, was... I think the other scene that was very con- you can consider reminiscent was when Aquaman is like. What, what did he say? He's dressed like a bat. Because obviously uh, um, Batman was talking to, to Gordon. He's like, it's nice to see you playing uh, playing nice with other... I see you dressed like a bat. Cool. It's only temporary. <laughs> I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was a nice little, you know, Batman humor kind of thing. Um, but uh, I, I think I'm kind of feeling like how I did with the Power Ranger trailers and leading up to the movie it's kind of like every when they show a little bit more i i'm I'm feeling a little more 
as Tim said, comfortable or at least okay with it because it's kind of getting me a little more excited. Um, I wouldn't say my expectations for the movie are set too low, but they're they're not at maybe the average standard movie where you kind of know a little bit or more than the average person, um, but not to the point where like everything's gonna blow me away kind of expectation low but you know needless to say you alright? no dude (laughs) 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 alright alright if you say so anyways with that yeah that's enough talking Justice League Uh, we also got uh, movie posters for Spider-Man Homecoming and I have to say, I am loving the posters. The one in particular, the first one I saw, um, I know it was the Marvel Facebook page, but it may have been like I saw it on like Stan Lee's Facebook page, because who doesn't love Stan Lee? Anyways, uh, it's Peter Parker in his Spider-Man getup in what I think is like a yellow Letterman jacket, and he's just like laying on his back, chilling next to like a river. And he just has, like, headphones in, kicking back, like, taking in the sun or whatever. And I think that's just hilarious. I think that uh, really shows the um, humorous undertone that Spider-Man's supposed to have. And I really did like the poster. Like, you can't read too much out of posters, but just the way they set it up can really give you a good uh, kind of picture of what... um, could. But it also kind of gives that vibe of, because in the background... Yeah, that same poster is um, Avengers Tower. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I mean, it's n- I'm not jumping out in advance too far and saying like, you know, we're getting in, an Avengers foreshadow, especially if we follow the comics, um, because Spider-Man was in that second generation. Um, so I don't I don't think I'm out of turn saying that. The question is just how soon. Um, how many Avengers are we going to see in this movie? We already, I mean, obviously Iron Man because he's plastered all over the trailers. But do you think anybody else will make a 30-second cameo? And if so, who? Mm. It's not possible. I mean, it's possible. Well, I know, it's I'm New York. To, I'm just trying to think, like, who? Because, I mean, as of right now, what, Captain America's in hiding, more or less? Mm-hmm. Um... Let's see. Uh, Falcon is training the new Avengers, but where is he training them at exactly? Didn't they go? Didn't they go back to that base that they had in uh, Captain America? I think so. What about Vision? Vision is in the Vision with them. Is he? I think so. Isn't Vision still with Iron Man on that side? I don't know what he's doing now, but... But, I mean, the the lines kind of blurred a little bit. It's not clear So, because, Spider-Man is going to be in Avengers Infinity Wars, right? I think I that... I believe he's going to be in Infinity Wars. I don't know. I haven't... I, at this point, we would assume so. I don't... Personally, I haven't read any confirmation of that nature, but it only makes sense. I don't think that there are going to be any other Avengers that show up. You know, yeah, so. in Spider-Man, because I mean, especially with um, the way they set up the um, Tony and Peter dynamic, and even the way with like 
the trailer portrays. We even talked about it when the trailers first dropped, that whatever they show in trailers is probably all we're ever going to see of Tony Stark actually in Spider-Man. And it may even be like um, towards the beginning, maybe even just before the middle of the movie. I don't like with how much they're playing into that. I don't know that we'll like actually see on screen, like even for like a split second, any other people, like any other Avengers, unless it's through like uh, a news channel that happens to be on when Peter's watching it or something like that. But in terms of like interacting with Peter, I don't think we'll get another one. Yeah. It only. Yeah, there's no logical like Avenger well, I can think but, of that but, will be there. I th- yeah. the reason the reason I say that is because I think in in general they're trying to by bringing in Iron Man, you know one of, you know one of the big name Avengers, and having him solidified in in this whole Spider Man movie. I think it's it's a way of really pushing the fact of Marvel is placing their stamp on it. Um. And, and I, I think they, in order to show that maybe eventually he is going to become an Avenger, because as far as I'm seeing, Tony Stark is keeping him at an arm's length and doesn't want to necessarily bring him into the fold. I think if you have someone else who's on that opposing side, who's a little more, not so much at a hand's length, not and not saying that you bring him in and have him have a big role, but kind of recognize that there has been that contact, so maybe something then you can start theorizing behind the scene kind of thing. That saying maybe the connection between this person and something happened later on that we never saw on screen to bring him into the fold of Avengers. Again, theory. It's all speculation. Who really knows? Um, but I have a feeling that we might see somebody else. I don't know. I, it's, a, it's, I mean, a, it's a feeling, and it's a theory. It's my own opinion. I mean, Obviously, nobody else. if it is, it'll probably be, like, the extra end credit. I feel like that they'll show somebody. And it could be as simple as, like, Peter going to Avengers Tower, and it's just like, I don't know, hey, Hulk, or Bruce Banner, or something like that, introducing yourself. Isn't he still missing? I think so. No, he's on... No, ne- never mind. He's with Thor, supposedly, which obviously we've got that confirmation, but we don't... Technically, with Mm -hmm. the information we know up until the movies now, he is missing. No one knows where he is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You got any thoughts? No clue. With the way the Civil War ended, I feel like half of them are in hiding or or what have you, so most of them... The only ones that would make sense to me are like Captain America or Iron Man. Iron Man's in it, but Captain America is in hiding, so I I can't picture anyone else. Although that the, the way yeah it kind it was fuzzy with that ending because it was like he was in hiding but wasn't in hiding. Yeah, I I think Tony could keep track of him if he wanted to, like. But, I mean, they're not in contact and they're not together right now, so I don't know where Captain America is supposed to be right now. I'm sure we'll find out for Infinity War. Is he supposed to be in Wakanda? I know he was. I don't know if he still is. He was there at least to drop off Bucky. Like, at the end of Civil War. But after that, I have no idea. Okay, so back to my original question, as just in in terms of 
theory, whether you believe it will happen or not, if there was to be a second Avenger, best logical person to be? Hawkeye. You think Hawkeye? Mm-hmm. Tim? I'll agree with Matt. Just because, like, I can't think of any logical explanation of Yeah, in terms of, like, how everything else has played out with uh, the new Captain America. But even that, it's like, why would Hawkeye show up? Why did he come back out of retirement to save everyone? You're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Brian? Um, I'd say either Black Widow or Hawkeye. I was thinking a little more of the Black Widow route. However... What's up with her? Where's Black Widow at? Don't know. I think she she sided with Tony in them, right? Yes. In the end, yeah. She ended up siding with Tony. Um, And then who all sided with Captain America? Because it was Falcon. It was Falcon. uh, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Um, Ant-Man. No, Spider-Man was with Iron Man. Um, Falcon, Hawkeye, Bucky... Ant-Man, Captain America. I can't remember if there was anyone else because Thor and Hulk didn't participate. And Black Panther was more or less neutral. Yeah, I mean, he started out against them, though. I think he was with Tony because he was wanting to kill Bucky. That's true. Um, I would probably say Black Widow, but I wouldn't be surprised... Maybe as honor, like my honorable mentions on that list, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Captain America showed up in secret, kind of yeah. thing in the corner, you know, whisper a little something into. Um, actually, that would be actually sort of logical because he knows of, you know, Tony. I mean, um, of um, Peter, um, communicating with Tony, and maybe kind of whisper something in his ears. Actually, and as it is. Come to think of it, in the I th- believe in the actual Civil War, didn't Spider-Man switch sides in that whole ordeal in the comics? Mm-hmm. Started out with Tony, the and then uh, <laughs> and then I think uh, Captain America kind of swayed him over. If, if I I think it's along those lines. Don't quote me on it. If you guys know, please comment that. It'd be awesome. Um, but actually, from that standpoint, it'd be kind of like a cool little Easter egg. He comes out of the shadow or something, out of hiding real quick, says a couple lines, deuces out, and maybe starts to kind of get, you know, Peter's mind flowing. Um, if not a good substitute for that kind of thing would be Falcon. Yeah. But actually, you know what? I'm going to change my answer to Captain America. <laughs> I just talk to myself. Loud and okay, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Captain. Life America. comes at you fast. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. I had I, again. I just had that inkling that I feel like somebody else will show up for a few seconds. But we'll see. Could be right. Could be wrong. Overall, it'll be good. Yeah. Um, next on our list. Um, we're going to kind of get a little bit of a, I guess, uh, talk about a little bit of a throwback and some good times, good memories, good series. Um, if you guys have not heard or seen on our page, make sure to follow us on Facebook, even more about nothing. Um, 
we threw out, um, I threw out an article, actually, I was the one who threw it out, that there was a possible Netflix series continuing the Avatar series. Um, and going within Earthbender at this point, if they go down the line. Thoughts for this? You excited to see something like that? Um. Kind of continue on? Or would you rather them... Uh, maybe pull something, you know, pull from the earlier series and expand on something, or, or what are thoughts? I don't in know. seeing that article. So, and I, if I'm correct, because I know they had a, there were it was talk of this like probably third quarter of last year or something Sometime. like that, or like mid last year, and then it just kind of And died. then there was also talk that if it were going to happen, the original creators of Avatar: Legend of Korra, we're not gonna they weren't going to write it. They might, like, have a hand or, like, suggest or something like that, but they wouldn't be involved in, like, the writing or anything like that. Um, so, and depending on who else, like, from that original team is going to be a part of it, I mean, that's really going to make or break it. Um, should they do a new, new series? I mean, I don't I don't think so. They already have, like, lots of stuff that they can uh, turn into actual, uh, like, TV show material. Maybe not TV shows. Maybe just specials or something like that. Because if you especially read the Avatar uh, comics, they have stuff where, like, Zuko goes and finds his mom. They have that. Uh, they can easily turn that into, like, I don't know, a three-part special. Even in, before he went to go find his mom, the end of the war, they really expanded on that. Mm-hmm. Kind of what happens to each of them. Um, you know one that would be really cool? We saw glimpses of this character through the series. But, like... Cabbage Man. I knew someone was going to say it, and I'm going to fight you, Tim. Well, I, would, I guess it would be kind of cool I would, Cabbage Corp. It really started. came about. Um, I would love to see this man's humble beginnings. Avatar Roku. Like, Ooh. how did he embrace becoming an Avatar? And and part of, part of that would have been, would be Eclipse if they were to, like... Because with those character stories after the war, especially uh, Zuko's, whenever... They might have even touched on it, like, even before, like, Avatar ended because Aang went to Zuko to train for firebending. I believe they talked about it a little bit. But in the comics, they do talk about the beginning of Roku. But, and, I don't know. Like, we get already get a lot of Roku and, like, Avatar Kyoshi. That, let's, let's look at someone else. Like, I mean, we waited till Legend of Korra to look at the very first Avatar. So what if we looked at like another one like, or something like that? I don't know. That's just which, which I mean, which is which is fine. But then like when they gave us Avatar Roku, I mean not Roku, um, Avatar One, they gave us everything about Avatar One pretty mm-hmm. much at that point. So it's kind of like, well, what do you, what do you do? Because you kind of know. Because if you know the beginning of the Avatar cycle, then you pretty much know all of Wan's story. Um, I mean, you can maybe create the adventures of Avatar 1 at that point, you know, post-defeating, uh, what's his name? Vatu. Yeah, Vatu. So, I mean, you could do something like that. Um, at this point, moving forward, it'd be actually a little interesting if they decide to go future-wise because the Avatar cycle reset. Past lives are gone. Is there a way to get him back? 
Maybe, maybe not. Which I'm sure they could. It'd be a lot of spirit world stuff. But um, I think we got a ton of that in in Legend of Korra. Because I think all of the third season, second season? The second season was when they opened up the spirit world again. And yeah, that and it was very spirit world heavy. Where yeah. the, all their adventures and everything you wanted to know about the spirit world was in that season. So, we even got Iroh back. Which was, Very briefly, yeah. Ooh, like a mini-series. Not even like just like a full-blown, like full series or full episodes, but just of Iroh. I'd be That'd okay be with that. Good. Again, Scratch mini, that. mini-series. Make it about Sokka and I'm 110% on board. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Sokka's poetry, bro. That's all we need. <laughs> yes. My space sword. Or Momo. <laughs> he's the true avatar around here um, yeah like but at the same time um, it all comes down to who's involved in the writing if there's still like key members of uh, so, like, the, like the other avatar projects even if it was just Legend of Korra um, I think they would have a, they would have a higher chance of success being able to like now still he, have the feel that oh this is Avatar but it's different yeah. it's not like it's not the same um, I think that's when you get to the point of like well for one at that point you'd have to give that back to Dark Horse Studios I believe was the studios that was working on the animation um, I believe that's the name but however. If they decide to move forward in the cycle or in the series, I wouldn't necessarily be so mad. Actually, I'm not even mad if they decide not to really... My initial thoughts to say this is I wouldn't necessarily be mad according to like the credibility and the repertoire we've gotten from Netflix how they've managed to produce the their, their original series and gave us some pretty solid shows that people are raving about on a regular. I don't think they will do a lot to try to destroy that series because I, I feel like the you know the whole Avatar series has a very solid and loud fan base to the point like we've gotten comics. I don't know if that was ever really a thing in the beginning, but the f- fan base to me is loud enough that like we ended up getting those. Did they say if this Avatar series is specifically going to be animated, if they do it? As of right now, that's kind of how it read. Okay, because I was going to say, like, could they do live action? Mm. As long as it's not the guy who directed the movie. No, we don't talk about that. Which, <laughs> but like, on the street is that. But if it's like a Netflix, if it's a Netflix show, like, they've been doing pretty good with some of the stuff they have now. I mean, I know just because it's on Netflix doesn't mean it's going to be good, but. Adam Sandler. Either way, I. I, I th- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, all in all. I mean, if, if they do happen to do it, it is what it is, and we'll take it for, uh, as given. Um, maybe they'll be able to do some cool homages in there, but, um, yeah. So, unless you have anything um, to As far, uh, before we kind of move on, um, let's see. 
At uh, San Diego Comic-Con, the co-creators announced uh, that the Avatar and Legend Car comics uh, wouldn't be working together again for a while. Um, we didn't, uh, in quotes, we didn't break up. We are working on different things. So I think this is all kind of Netflix's idea in terms of carrying this mantle um, initially. But they might be able to sway some people. I mean, Netflix got a a dump truck load of money in their backyard at this point, ready to give to somebody to work on something, you know, something, you know, to come back to work on court, you know, or not court, on, on Avatar, but we'll see. Who knows? Um, time will tell. Um, I would, I think personally, not a series about one person, but just give us mini-sodes or mini-series where it's like four or five episodes about different people in different time frames kind of expand on things that would be my final say in terms of what kind of series I would like to see so anyway so moving on uh, this past week Pokemon Go uh, has the water festival going on so for those of you one talk like you're like isn't Pokemon Go dead what's a water festival I wouldn't be able to tell you I just know there's lots of water Pokemon running around everywhere. Especially if you're near to, like, uh, bodies of water. they Your chances of um, catching water Pokemon are literally at its max. Like, if there's a scale of 1 to 100, you're probably going to catch it 110% of the time. But... <laughs> That's one way to put it. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting because in this announcement, this was made probably on, like, Monday or Tuesday, uh, when... Um, our folks at Niantic's actually pushed this update uh, for Pokemon Go. Uh, but they specifically mentioned, like, there are increased chances of catching, like, Totodile, Squirtle, and Magikarp. Because Gyarados is still a thing out here, and it's still 400 candies to make this thing evolve. Uh, if you're like me and still don't have a Gyarados, because I don't play that much... <laughs> Then now is the best time to catch these water Pokemon. Um, and I believe they also had another update that came out that uh, specifically addressed eggs and, like, what hatches from them. And that was probably an update. Well, I'm terrible at updating my apps, so I updated about, like, three or four days ago. But it could have been out there for a while. Anyways, all that to say, I, I think it's meant to address, like... Uh, I don't know, I think there was, like, a glitch with, like, the eggs that sometimes you'd hash them and they just, Pokemon just don't show up. It's just, like, this ball of light and you're, like, either, like, what did I get? Or it's just, like, new Pokemon inserted in the Pokedex and it's just a ball of light. Anyways, that's not the point. The point is there's more water Pokemon out there. I believe the water festival, water festival ends April 3rd, so we have the rest of this week. And uh, a little bit of nag. Well, the early start of nag. Because April third is a Monday. Oh, it is. A so Monday. we have the rest of this week to go get us a Gyarados. All right, folks, let's do it. Teamwork on three. One, two, three. Teamwork. All right. Uh, <laughs> We're moving down the list. Yeah, moving on. Yeah. Um, oh, before we get into that though, uh, there was another update. Uh, so, for those of you that are fans of. 
a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Disney said that they have plans for Star Wars past Episode Nine. In fact, they have they're thinking as far as twenty thirty for Star Wars. What that's going to entail, they don't know. They're just like, oh, there's a lot of stuff we can do that we can go for another like decade and a half, and we're just like. All right, take my money. For Star Wars fan, that is fantastic. For the rest of the world, that might be a nuisance. Yeah, because you know, I didn't realize how many people are just like, I absolutely hate Star Wars. Until, like, uh, Episode 7 came out. And then I was talking to you, you're going to watch Episode 7? And it's like, no, screw Star Wars. What? <laughs> <laughs> What? It's, 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 it's kind of like a, that Russell Westbrook <laughs> meme. What? <laughs> nah, y'all tripping. Anyways, uh, yeah. So, I mean, anyone else, like, if you don't like Star Wars, you'll probably get annoyed with the next, essentially, 12, year, 12 13 years. Because they have plans for Star Wars. Now, whether that means a movie's coming out every year, I don't know. But as of right now, we know that for the next three years, there's going to be a Star Wars movie coming out. Uh, but they do have plans for it. And, yeah. I'm excited. Are you excited, Accountant? Yes. Yes, I do like Star Wars a lot, so I'm excited for that. Where, where would you, like, knowing that they have, they're, they have material, and I don't think they've really touched a lot on uh, looking at books and stuff like that. Where would you want them to go? Uh, would you want them to continue like further down the line, or would you like them to rehash, like, uh, try to cinematize older stuff like before the prequels? I think it depends on where Episode Nine lands, like where we're at at that point. But I know something I'd like to see is like Yoda's history before, mm-hmm. before the prequels, like when he was younger. I'd like to see that. Uh, maybe see a movie about Obi Wan when he was, I guess, maturing. Uh, so stuff like that. Okay. That would be a good idea. Or if we get the Sith Wars. Everyone's talking about the Sith Wars. That, that'd be interesting too, I'm sure. I don't know enough about it to say. Yeah. But anyways, just know, until 2030, if you hate Star Wars, well, too bad. Suck it up. <laughs> Hop on the next beeline out of here. And you know, I'm just kidding. for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, can, you can yell my cabbages every time a movie comes out. <laughs> That'll be quite often, actually. <laughs> Anyways, but even though Star Wars is going anywhere, we did say farewell to oh my one of the most influential animes of all time. Of all time, arguably, yes. In Western culture, definitely. <laughs> He's regardless, not wrong. In Western. Yeah. Well, regardless, Naruto's made it stamp. Well, thanks for giving it away. I'm just kidding. If you didn't know Naruto's over by now, first of all, you're late, <laughs> real late. What, what was it? What was what was the diss back in middle school? Left. Ah! <laughs> Left. <laughs> Before that, it was your square. Right? You're an L seven no meanie. <laughs> Anyways, with um, all due respect, of course. <laughs> if you're offended by that term, I'm sorry, but not really. Anyways, uh, anyways, um, yeah, so earlier um, this week or the this weekend, 
um, I believe it was on Thursday, so just before the weekend, I should say, um, hit 500 episodes for Shippuden, um, which it was confirmed as its final episode. Uh, the end of an era, it was the episode of Naruto and Hinata's wedding, um, which it's still funny to me because uh, Kishimoto had planned for the two of them to get married from the beginning and just decided to troll everybody with Naruto Sakura, which is kind of funny. That's hilarious. Yeah, from the very, very beginning, he's like, no doubt in my mind, they were going to get married. And I also read somewhere, like, he didn't really want to push that, though, too much. He really didn't want, like, a love side of it. He kind of, well, like, of course he had that plan, but he didn't really want to, like, write it. Yeah, and that, which I And he also, like, when he did the movie, like, he threw that in the wedding in the, like, the Naruto the movie, the last, just for fan service, just like, all right, here you guys go, like... <laughs> Shut up and leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So in honor of this occasion, I think it's only fair we sit around this table and give some of uh, one, maybe two of our favorite moments from the series. Um, If you haven't uh, yet, go to our page. Um, we posted an article and just kind of share with us and let us know what your thoughts are in terms of your favorite moments. But um, you want to start, Timmy? Yeah, cool. Uh, definitely kind of one of my favorite it's in moments. Kind of like, uh, I don't know how to say, time periods, I guess, in Naruto was definitely like the tuning exams. That was amazing because I remember when those were coming out, like, bro, my mind was just... Man, like everything from okay, like wait, wait. Uh, the so, so like, you're saying the whole tuning exams, but if you had to narrow it down in the tuning exams as to like a block of like 15 to maybe 20 episodes, because that's how they kind of branched them in terms of the phases. Yeah, like which phase of the tuning exams? The phase where I Gar did like the prelims. Huh? The prelims. Yeah. So like when Gar and Rock I definitely wait. Forest of Death. No, like the prelims. Yeah, the third. Before they oh, before the third round. Yeah. But like ah. Cause that's really tough. Cause I kind of like the prelims, uh, and even after that, where Naruto like trains with Jiraiya and all that, and then like the actual final matches or whatever. Okay. Those kind of was like. The yeah, prime, the, I, I, but I definitely understand the whole yeah. tuning exams. And um, uh, crap. There's just too many. There's there's a there's lot of great. There's so many fights, so many good characters, yeah. so many good storylines. It's like uh, if I had, if I had to go with the close second. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> Probably, like, wh- I don't know. I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay. Um, I'd say for me, yeah, I'd, I'd also agree on the tuning exams. Just kind of prelims on. It was really good. And then the pain arc. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you got to see Sage Bowden in action for the first time. That was, that was pretty awesome. Okay. Um, I do have a couple. Uh, one of them probably has to be, um, right before, um, uh, Team Seven, or Team Kakashi, and Team Asuma went to go fight Sasori and, um, yeah, Kakuzu. Oh, Hidon Kakuzu? Yeah, what did I say? Did I say Sasori? Yeah. Oh. 
Man, y'all probably think I'm fake right now. <laughs> Wee woo. <laughs> oh, y'all don't want to talk about the, the guy who loves money and then the, the, the religious guy in the cult. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> uh, I really loved uh, Naruto's training after that because I'm pretty sure throughout the entire anime, that is the one and only time Kakashi trains with Naruto one-on-one. And if you remember all of Naruto, Naruto is just like, Kakashi, why are you only fo- focusing on Sasuke? Like, train me! Train me! And then he finally gets this fan, where not only is he finally getting that one-on-one mentorship with Kakashi, but he's also formulating his first, like, signature jutsu. Like, don't get me wrong, Rasengan is, like, his signature, but then again... He knows the Rasengan. Kakashi knows the Rasengan, as we learned there. And then but the then fourth you- Okage and Jiraiya also knew the Rasengan. But no one had, like, elevated it past that. And at the it same time, no one was... incomplete jutsu, yeah. Yeah, and no one was... And it was it was just a jutsu. He wasn't able to, like, configure it and mold it into his own. Like, uh, very much like... I, don't, I haven't watched the anime, so I'm going to make the comparison anyways. Kurokuno Basket... Whenever they have the guy that can mimic people's moves, and then there's a guy that can steal people's move and make them their own. Like, at that point, it's kind of like Naruto was yeah. mimicking someone's move. At that point, he then became, uh, took it, and, and made the, it the, his own, like, it was to his own rhythm. Yeah. He became the originator of the elevated level. Yeah. Um, but, okay. Yeah. I see. And then, also... Always got to talk about this when we're yeah, talking about Naruto. Yeah. Episode 101 of Naruto. I hate you. <laughs> I hate if you're you. not familiar with episode 101, first of all, go watch it. Greatest episode. Hands down. I don't care what any of you say. Don't at me. Uh, that's when they try to figure out Kakashi's... Uh, under Kakashi's uh, mask. Under Kakashi's mask. They did that again in Shippuden near the end. Um, you yeah. can briefly see his face. Even though yeah, it's he's, he's just like... What's the no, it is. Of, they, wrote, they wrote it in the oh, manga. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was. I mm-hmm. never read it. I guess it was I started reading because it. he faked. Because uh, he faked being this investigator was that journalism. In the manga then. Mm, it was towards the end. Um, after they finished writing it, they actually gave us a bonus. Oh, I never um, read anything after mm-hmm. they finished. So oh. after they finished, there there are some bonus like chapters of different stuff. Uh, okay. One of them was of uh, um, Kiba. Um, how Akumaru was mad that Kibo was spending a bunch of time with uh, his new lady friend. <laughs> Actually, that was kind of funny. And then one of those was Kakashi. Um, okay, so for for me, a um, lot, lot, lot of good moments, as, as you know, we've already implied. But um, few moments in particular, when you see the third fight for the first time. Woo. Protecting the village, boy, that like. But again, like I, we've already reiterated, the Trini exams was where it was at. Like that, like the the series already took off and got people hooked right at about Zabuza. the Zabuza, Zabuza arc. Oh my god! But gosh. it like you stayed hooked, especially if you loved anime. When that Trini exams came around, and um, then not to mention after that the. Chasing Sasuke right now. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, was just so amazing. Yeah. Like, just like the original Naruto, like, that was so good. Like, a lot of people kind of forget that because I felt like so long ago, but like, it, it, it was, it was building blocks for Shippuden, like, just, dude. But, um, as far as my other moment, Sasuke versus Itachi. Ooh. That was a good fight. That, that hands down one of the best fights. Definitely top three of the entire Hold series. On. Which time are we talking about, about Naruto? 
I'm just kidding. I know which time you're talking about. Because <laughs> <You laughs> <weeaboo>. Sasuke <laughs> got his butt handed to him. But yeah, that's definitely in the top three best yeah. fights in Naruto. Yeah, uh, the, the, but those two, those two fights are just so uh, you know vivid. And Itachi was one of uh, well, actually I'd probably say is my favorite character next to Neji. Um, R.I.P. Neji. I know. Yeah. Rest in peace. Uh, anyway, <laughs> needless to say. Um, those two are my favorites, um, but that yeah, seeing that full on fight, yes, I was sad to see. You know, Itachi, he had to take that L, but you never keep a good man down. He he came back. But that fight, like that was just that messed my head so bad. Oh, so like Genji after Genji after Genji too. Like yeah. Um, but yeah. Let us know in the comments some of your favorite moments. Let us know right now. Real quick. One thing, like, I kind of wish they didn't get too far away from. I mean, they didn't really get away from it. The use of hand signs. Because I remember, they like. They did get away from yeah, it. At the very beginning, stop. like, <clears throat> when we first saw, like, Kakashi use his drawing on every he's copying Zabuza, so I was like, bruh. The hand motions, like, dude. <laughs> I just love that so much. Look at a flick of the wrist. Bruh. <laughs> um. But uh, Boruto, I believe, starts in two weeks. Yeah, we're getting pretty close to that. I think it's the first Wednesday of April. Because I think it's a Wednesday release. That'd it's, be next Wednesday, then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're a, a little week and a half. Um, it's early April. I remember that's the start. It's coming up really, really soon. Um, so, looking forward to that. Hopefully, they kind of keep... Um, interest into the franchise but again it, I mean it's well overdue but still it's sad to see that Naruto has officially ended it's like a part of my childhood just went away yep kind of like watching Neji die in the war oh my gosh <sighs> <Yeah>. anyway <laughs> moving Brian's still a little bit salty about that so I mean anyway <laughs> moving um, on before we really get into like the big big discussion one thing for us to note because we have to mention it 1.5 2.5 is coming out this week Tuesday low key yay yay at work I saw it in the back and I forgot it wasn't out yet I was like oh word let me go buy this right now I was like it's not out yet but I have held 1.5 2.5 remake is it as nice as they say they, it is it just felt heavier than like a normal PS4 game. I was just like, dude, I feel the weight. And I feel the hours. <laughs> I feel the hours. <laughs> Anyways, that's coming out. And then at the same the time. The weight of the Disney worlds is literally in my hands. Yeah, we have that coming out. And at the same time, we were also promised winter news. But winter is over. So, uh, that's. Tessie Nomura, where are you? What are you doing? Square Enix, where are you at? That's a big hell held by all Square Enix at the moment. Um,. So, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. I mean, we could talk about it. Yeah, let's but. let's move on. Uh, we, we got a lot in this last segment, this last topic. Power Rangers. Oh, my gosh. Dun, dun, oh, dun. my gosh. From this Guys. point out, we are going to fully uh, disclose spoilers. So, if you have... We, I know we normally watch. don't do this. We usually do spoiler-free, like, kind of like the week it comes out. But, like, this movie was just so amazing that we had to. Like, so yeah. if you haven't seen it... Go ahead, pause it. 
Stop what you're doing right now. Pause. Go to the theater. Watch it. Oh, yeah. Then come back and listen. <laughs> so we we definitely, normally, we kind of put that stuff early. We really wanted to talk about the spoilers. So that way you guys could hear the rest of the episode. And then if you wanted to, come back later and listen to the rest of this. Um, this will pretty much close us out for this episode. Um, pretty much at this point. But this is your last warning now. Spoilers and ahead. Spoilers. So if you hear anything from this, is like I haven't watched it yet. This is completely your fault. You have been warned. <laughs> and we start right. in three, two, one. Right, Power is freaking amazing. Oh my anyway, god! So, <laughs> so we'll go ahead and start around the table. Uh, grades you would give Power Rangers A minus. A. Timmy Tonga A. Rafiki A minus. Brian uh, B plus. B plus. Okay. Um. Dude, you're harsh. I will let you write a note. I will give it higher than my GPA. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, Which is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no. Um, I'd probably give it like a B plus, A minus um, in that range. It, yeah, it was really good. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, which I cannot say for some movies that I've gone to the movie theater to watch <clears throat> Martha anyways <laughs> but we're not talking about that we're talking about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers like I know going into it watching like the first trailer you're just like how are they gonna do this or don't they dare mess this up I was and, scared I was literally scared yeah and then, and then the, I think it was the third trailer that came out and I felt a little yeah I felt a little better they're still like how are they gonna make this happen but uh, really watching that I really just forgot about a lot of the things that I was scared they were going to mess up, and I just enjoyed it. Now, obviously, it's like watching out, it's just like, why do they do this? Why do they do that? Hold on, who that be? But. So your official grade? I said B plus A minus. Yeah. I bro. Get with the program. I, I, Pay attention. I got distracted, sorry. Bo bo. I'm weak. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Um, I guess we can go ahead and also start with, like, Highlights. Well, no, we'll do a breakdown. Anyways, yeah, we'll do a breakdown. So for those, so for those of you that w- we're assuming you've watched it or you just don't care, you just want to hear what we think of the movie. Um, <laughs> so we have the five Rangers. Obviously, they're all in school, but at this point, they're not uh, drinking smoothies and doing karate in the mall. They are in <laughs> detention, <laughs> and. I really Which sounds about right for five teenagers with attitude. This is correct. <laughs> oh my god! And I will say that I do like the way that they did portray this Jason. Um, yes. Yeah, kind Very of. Very much as so. He's the uh, star quarterback. He was uh, gonna go places out of the small town of uh, Angel Grove. Yeah. Or Angel Cove. Actually, yeah. Let's 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 go down the list. I think if we're gonna start there, let's go through. I think just in general, what we liked about each character, and that will kind of help as we explain for those who haven't seen yet and are still listening, or those who are still listening and have already seen it. Whatever. But yeah, I liked how they set up Jason. He's the star quarterback of the football team. Uh, he had scouts coming in, scholarships, and he was essentially gonna get out of the small town, like. Uh, any person that's played sports that wants to get out of their small town, like that's the only escape sports or something like that. Um, so he had that going for him, but he also had the tendency to get in trouble. So like they open up with him taking a cow and putting it in the, I think it's a rival school's locker room. Yeah. And so uh, then I don't know if 
So he would have messed up his... Because he also messed up his knee. That was during the accident. Yeah. And fitted, pretty much put an end to his career. And then they also chose to include his dad at some sort of family dynamic. Um, which at the beginning, I was just... I guess I was like, how much is this going to play into everything? Kind of thing at the same time. Because it's one of those things like, yeah, they could do it. But at the same time, it's just... I don't know. But it, and they ended up... Work, it worked out well for the storyline. But yeah, I like how they take that and then... Jason is very much, he feels like he's loyal because he, like, doesn't rat out his friends in the beginning. But later on, you see it. He's just like, look, I can only speak for myself. Uh, but then Zordon, like, put him in his place. He's like, no, you're the leader. You speak for your team kind of thing. So I really liked how Jason developed throughout the movie. Um, going down the list, uh, Billy. My dude. Billy was By far the f- best character in all the movies. Um, yeah. Had a very... Yeah, um, his character development was very, you know, different in such of in terms of how where he came from in terms of his family, um, and and it was kind of funny, but like it was true, but also it kind of gave you a different view of, uh, um, like he he literally said, "I'm on the spectrum." And it just kind of made you pause for a moment, like, we're, we're having a very different kind of Power Ranger with a, more or less, I guess, a real issue that he has to deal with and other people around him have to kind of, you know, navigate around him with, that, you know, he's like, I don't understand sarcasm or jokes. They go right over me. And so, I. but the way they portrayed him was, I think, in a fun manner and not necessarily in a disrespecting manner either to those who might, you know, feel sensitive to that subject who have family members of that nature. Um, At least I didn't think so. Maybe there are some other people because, you know, sometimes that can be a touchy subject, you know, having a family member that, you know, can be on the spectrum. Um, I didn't feel it was disrespectful but it was portrayed in a fun manner still a very fun character um and you could see him battle with it all the time i think that's what made me enjoy the character and made him feel a lot more alive and want to see more of him mm-hmm. that's my own personal thought you have you want to add to that I think you hit it kind of all uh, right in the head. But as well, I still definitely liked um, Zach. Me, personally, I wasn't too fond of uh, Kimberly. Just, like, just the way... Like, they did her very well. Just I didn't like her development necessarily well, throughout the and, and the thing is, like... Because it was a little different than everybody else's, but... Well, no, but at the same time, when... And I know for me, when I was going in, they're talking, like, doing Kimberly's backstories, like... But Kimberly's like everyone's first crush. She's well, like supposed to be automatically perfect kind of things. Like I got no worries. <laughs> but uh, so doing that, you just kind of step back and realize this is a reboot. At least for me, it, it was like, a loose reboot yeah. in terms of like there were homages to the original, but it wasn't the original, you know, kind of thing. Um, but it was just, yeah. Um, I liked I liked Kimberly because it was the fact of like not I'm not saying like everybody else's story was real, but there was that sense of there are moments I think anybody can say like I feel like a terrible person and one person sitting across the table from me feels like that all the time, but does he stop to think about what he does? I mean Do you tell me tell 
<laughs> okay. I mean, you know, well, anyways. Um, but, like, that fact of thinking that they're a horrible, horrible person and then you having getting that, after, you know, that reconfirmation from somebody, like, you make mistakes. Live with it. Suck it up. Move on. Um, and Kimberly having to realize that, being forced by Jason to realize that, kind of made me be okay with the character because it was like well I mean and that's also why I, I, I think I really enjoyed Jason because Jason was like I've been doing this for a long time I think I know what I'm talking about here um, so you have to deal with it and so like it wasn't too sappy or too cheesy in terms of Kimberly really coming with it coming to terms with it they could have made that a lot worse if you ask me uh, last on the list well, is he can't, he can't. Did you have anything else here? I did like Zach, though. Just overall as a character, like, thought he's pretty noble. Pretty noble guy. His noble, character noble, development was the most drastic in a mm-hmm. very different sense mm-hmm. um, of normal character. Yeah, yeah. like, I didn't, I, I did not like the way his character started. And whenever they finally fully explained, like, uh, how his is. Uh, mother was sick, and even, like, when they were finally opening up, like, telling each other their secrets, he's just like... He's like, and when she goes, I'm going to be alone. Like, I won't have anyone. And so then uh, it kind of makes sense, like, his whole sporadic action whenever he's finally, like, encountering these people. He's just like, oh, hey, some people to talk to or whatever kind of thing. But, like, with the way his character, like, where his character started without any prior context, I was just like, I absolutely detest this. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot deal. But, uh, yeah, his character development was great. I ended up and did enjoy um, Zach's character. So, uh, what about you, Brian? Anything on, like, Zach or Trini? I, I guess I disagree with you. I did think he was kind of funny at first, though, just with how crazy he was. Mm-hmm. But as a character, yeah, he developed a lot more through the movie. And I was wondering why on earth he was, like, what, is he homeless or something? When yeah, because he was yeah. in a train car when, he first, when you first see him. I'm like... Can I, say, can, I, can I say this real quick? Like, when I first saw the trailer of Zach, like, and it was in the trailer. He was on his back and he leans up, but we find out what scene it is. It's him looking in the binoculars to find see Trini um, on the ledge doing her yoga. Um, for some reason, with the scenery and, and a lot of other... Uh, movie franchises I felt like that was like a Transformers type of scene mm-hmm. yeah. I was like why am I watching Transformers which we will but I about. did like the little Transformer uh, yeah. little joke they threw in there that was pretty funny yeah um, but uh, uh, lastly on that list in terms of main like the main core cast of Rangers Trini um, like I mean she had character development I think for me, she's on the bottom of the list because it was like, it was a, a small hump. It was like she stayed like this the entire time, always running away from everything. And yes, they give an explanation, but it's almost like I didn't feel like there was too much of a progression. Not a, in my opinion, Kimberly made a bigger leap than Trini did in terms of character development. But even though. Kimberly's wasn't necessarily as big as Zach or Billy or Jason. Um, and it just kind of 
I don't hate the character, but it stayed relatively flat, more or less. Overall, I did love the cast, though. They're yeah, fantastic. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They were phenomenal. And they all worked well together, and just, the story was great. Like, <laughs> and it's not like your TV show, cheesy, kind of like, oh, we got a problem, you know, kind of thing. But it's like, oh, this no is real guy. It's like... like like that book got real dark fast. <laughs> yeah. Like especially after Rita uh, came into fruition, she attacked Trini at, at her house, and like seeing that, it was just like, oh man, like this is not the TV show we knew as kids. And, and yeah, the way she showed the marks, it was like, oh my god, this this that, that, that that's Which, not good. Yeah, I was shaking my head. There was a lady who came in earlier on with like two little kids. Like they were like they had to be under, both of them were definitely under ten, but one of them looked like he could have been in preschool. I'm like, you didn't pay attention to the rating on this, did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, it really got, like, it did get kind of dark. So um, then that yeah, happened. kind of. So, uh, so then at this point, they aren't able to morph. Uh, and Actually, let's, so then, let's, let's back up before you really break into that. Um, let's just kind of broaden this umbrella a little bit. Plot. How did you feel about the plot? And then um, break it down. Let's yeah. Um, the plot, I think the plot was good, focusing more on backstory um, in the first half of it, um, especially considering in the TV show, the type of introduction we got was literally in the intro, while the music is going on, Zordon is saying, hey, Alpha, we need five teenagers with attitude to be the next protectors of this galaxy. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they're in the mall doing karate, drinking smoothies. And then all of a sudden they're in their ranger base. So I did like how they actually did give more backstory, um, a little bit more yeah. to build off of that. They aren't already like, not that the TV show portrayed them as perfect teenagers. They're not like, they aren't already ready to morph. They, it's something they had to work on. They had to get to know each other and themselves in order to. Um, yeah, because none of them really knew each other beforehand in this case the closest scenario the closest situation was billy and jason Mm -hmm. um and kind of how they because i mean billy was volunteering information left and right to jason it was kind of it was kind (laughs) of funny uh (laughs) he's like billy i've got three minutes oh you know how I, I, i was like He's working and talking. The, and he's, the, the funny part was over there. He's like, is your address still to this? He's like, yeah. Oh, nice home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he knew his house. Um, but I, from an overall standpoint of the plot, it was solid. We had a beginning. We had a middle. We had an end. And you could follow it along all the way through. Um, and as a big plot point, like that was actually really cool. Having Rita be a ranger. Or formerly. A, a former ranger. Um, and she's the one, like, I mean, I, as it is, Rita's the one that, in the original series, anyways, uh, caused Zordon to be in the, be the floating head anyways, right? I don't remember. That was too Either, yeah, something like, either way, like, she was the cause of his situation, which that was still true, um... Yeah in this point but how they brought it like yeah. Zordon was a ranger himself who led a team and to that very moment you know 
n- not entirely died, but like really protected the the power coins up until that moment. So, um, the plot was very good all the way uh, through. From that, you could, like I said, can you can tell where they started, where the end goal was, kind of how. Um, what needed to be done you just didn't know how it was going to be done um until you watched it so um so plot was solid um plot wise what were some of your favorite moments um that kind of transpired throughout the movie um i was talking about earlier how it got pretty dark um so after uh, Rita had ta- attacked Trini in her home. She went and told the rangers, uh, but they weren't able to morph at this point. So Zordon's getting them, like, having Alpha train them in the pit, uh, and they have to focus on each other, focus on connecting to the grid and then being able to morph. Um, which, side note, uh, hopefully at some point, I would hope so, because Billy did it very briefly. It's not just them standing on the platform and then Jason happens to inspirationally say it's morphing time. Like they're able to, they're at school. Hey guys, we got some goons attacking the city right now. Go to the like, go out back. It's morphing time. <laughs> Hops on, they book it. But that's just a side note. Um, yeah, but so they go attack Rita um, at this location she had given, and they get their butts handed to them. Because they can't morph. They essentially really don't have any fighting prowess. Aside from Jason, who's literally probably been in bar fights since he was 10. <laughs> by his character development. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but she traps them. And at this point, Billy knows where the Zeo crystal is. But he didn't tell anybody. And so he finally discloses that information to Rita to save everyone else. And then Rita straight up kills him. Like, she zaps him with her rod. And then he drops into the to the lake. I think what made that even more significant was the line, the two lines that she gave before she dropped him, mm-hmm. was like she said, uh, "Zordon would have disrespect for me or something like that if I left all of you alive or something like that." And I was just like, "That's that's not a good line." And then Billy dropped, and I was like. Yeah. Oh. And it's and oh, it's, like and it's not like and when we say dead like Billy straight up died. Like they carried him so they went and attacked her probably in the middle of the night. They carried him back to the ranger base. And it was like the sun had started to rise. Yeah. And so he had several hours had gone by probably. And more or le- at least yeah. at least 3 to 4 hours at a bare minimum. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and they get to the ranger base, and they're talking to Zordon, like, do something. He's like, sorry, kid's dead. And I think that really did set uh, a tone where it's just like, man, this isn't just Rita with some goofy monsters doing some damage to some shoeboxes and some fake town. Like, these are, like, there are legit lives at stake, and she is an imminent threat. So I did really did enjoy that part of the plot, because there was actual action. It wasn't just uh, cartoonish backflips. 
Which we didn't get a ton. Of, I mean, we saw we saw the standard oblig- obligatory wire work. Uh, especially them jumping the canyon, because okay. uh, you could just you could just tell. Like, but I, again, it looked relatively natural because they're still trying to figure themselves out. So you kind of have to make the the wire work look a little funny, eh, more or less. Um, as far as the plot moving the story, like I think that moment of where the rangers really believed they were about to die. Like, all of them together. That was yeah. that was a really compelling moment um, to really, like, solidify again, like, we already knew with, with Billy, you know, being, you know, laying dead for several hours, but it just reiterated to the end, like, we are saving this city to the death we go in like a team. We go out like a team. Um, and I really loved that aspect for that plot of the story. Like, they really had to become a team to defeat the threat. So, yeah. It's good. Um, CGI and effects. Um, what were your overall thoughts? How much did you guys enjoy it or not enjoy it? from an overall standpoint. Overall, like, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I definitely love the suits better in action. They look so smooth. So, so, so sleek. Yeah. Yeah, We actually didn't see them in their suits until the end, pretty much. Yeah, and I definitely love that, too. They didn't shove, like, the ranger part down your throat. It's not like they're morphing, like, every, every, like, five minutes. Like, it wasn't until, like, the very end. Yeah. Where it's kind of like a Power Rangers episode. (laughs) (laughs) They were in their swords for most of that. Like, they but fought you still, the buddies for a few minutes and then they were in the yeah, still but like the but they kind of had to like yeah, yeah so it makes sense that was that's always the point of Power Rangers it's like you fight the putties because the putties like it's not you can't beat them they're just a nuisance because there's so yeah. many of them every time you know these these little henchmen monsters come out it's they're a nuisance it's not like you can beat them in their sleep it's just the problem is there's just too many all right, so it made sense, but I felt like we got enough of it, and thank God, like we had a training montage, because none of this, oh, because you're Rangers, you all of a sudden know how to fight. Yeah. Well, but then again, yeah. in the TV show, they also did most of them are new martial arts. Well, that, that's true, but like, but but, but the the, the, the yeah, series, yeah. like the Power Rangers franchise as a whole, some well, of no. it they got away from. Because it was like... Well, in terms of... Well, it depends on who you're talking about. Like, in Dino Thunder, some of them definitely did not. Like, Ethan, Connor, and Kiera, so three main ones, didn't know jack squat about fighting, I'm pretty Wild sure. Force? They didn't. Well, true that too. SPD, I mean, Lightspeed Rescue? I'll, I'll, if you said SPD, I, I was I, about I, to I, fight you. I, mean, uh, uh, light you don't speed, know about Power Rangers. Lightspeed Rescue? I'm crying. <laughs> Space, eh, maybe one well, or two. Lightspeed Rescue, they... They were rescuers. Much, but remember, yeah, not like... Not so much fighting. Yeah, not so much fighting. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, they went out to protect people, and some of them were but, but in situations it, of danger. So, but like, at the same time, with the way theirs was constructed, theirs might be a little bit more believable, because especially with uh, rescuers and, like, special task force, they've undergone some sort of combat training. 
So okay, at least when fair. you look at it from that perspective, they have a little bit of fighting knowledge. Maybe that's enhanced with um, their range of powers. Time Force, I think, can get away with it. Yeah. And there's a lot of timey-wimey stuff, so you never know what kind of happens, what they remember, what they don't remember, and what they learned and didn't learn. Um, there's a, there's, I think they're very... Mystic Force, but that, like... I mean, they could probably throw a spell on themselves to um, RPM. <laughs> like, there, there's, there's a good chunk of them. But, like, the original, most of them knew how to. Let's be honest. Like, the actress that played you, she's, she's Asian. Like, if you're Asian, don't know much. Like, no offense, but, like... Are you trying to alienate our fan base? <laughs> I'm sorry. As far as being, you know, westernized, like, I'm... Being ignorant, I understand, but like as far as a lot of things are portrayed in a lot of movies we see here, a lot of the Asian movies there's, there's a lot of there's some sort of kung fu in it, like or taekwondo or some sort of martial arts. Like, mm-hmm. you um, be the one. <laughs> I understand. I'm ignorant. Letting everybody know, I'm not perfect. Thank you. I don't have to say it now. I'm just kidding. Ooh, <laughs> my God. Kidding. Goddard was talking about me earlier. If you didn't get it. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Um, but especially going back, talking about the suits, when I first saw the trailers, I didn't know what to make of the suits. But now that I've seen it in the movie, I am okay with how they, first of all, portrayed uh, the coins, the suit, and their abilities. Um, because when I, what my big thing was watching the trailers is like, okay, they have the coin. Why is it that now all of a sudden, as just like a human, they're just have these monstrosity of powers like Jason freaking broke a sink? Um, but I'm okay with that now, seeing it played out in action. Obviously, they have to adapt it because it's Hollywood and it's also the 21st century now. Um, but um, being able to have their suit is armor and that. And they explain why. It needs to be armor because yeah. they they, they got learned. their butt handed them a lot in that training montage. Yeah, and that it's their power doesn't just come from the suit, and then at the same time, I think that helps later on down the line. But it could be interesting if they would have gone that they get like their power is only when they're in the suit. Um, because then you could even have like moments of crisis later on in a separate film where it's just like, well, we don't have our suits. Does that mean we're not Power Rangers kind of thing? Uh, but that's, that's another thing because, um, at least with the TV show, they already knew how to fight. So without their suits, they could kind of already handle their own. Obviously they didn't have like access to their Zords or like their weapons if they couldn't morph, but I don't know. But all in all, I'm okay with how it's portrayed now. Um, After seeing it in action. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, some of your qualms with the movie, we'll kind of make this our last point and wrap things up. Uh, qualms that you might have had with the movie. Uh, Brian, did you have any? Um, mostly smaller things. Mm-hmm. I'd say, one, they never really explained I kind of figured it out, but they never really explained how Rita went from being basically practically dead to looking almost human again by the end of the movie. Like, she looks pretty normal. Like, you could tell up close there were some differences, and of course how she dressed. 
But, I mean, she looked human. She looked healthy and everything by the end. And yeah. I think she was getting energy somehow from gold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that like, was... They that never was explained the, that. Yeah. But, that, well, but they, 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 they there was a, a scene when she was in the jewelry shop. She, she was jumping in and showed it. And, and so, like, yeah. at that point, like, they don't really have to explain it. If you're not really it. paying attention... If you miss that, then yeah. It's subtle. Because it's like, I... Thought from just what they said, not just what. Because she saw. was eating, she was straight like, up eating. Oh, she's collecting gold to make goldar. Well, no, she was eating that gold that she was getting there. She used gold from the mine to make goldar, uh, which I didn't care for the look for goldar. Like I like the size. Like it's like oh, we need the Megazord. Classic line, make my monster grow. Yeah, that I liked that, uh, but like they they knew they needed their swords. Like you can't fight that with just the armor uh, for each person. But I I think the look. Something about it was a little. I'm like, eh, that doesn't quite look right to me. But yeah, it's it's definitely its own take. Um, one thing that was a little different. I don't think we quite touched on was we don't see this too often. The Zord, especially in the earlier series, um, where the Zords separately work together in combination outside of the Megazord, because we're so used to they come out, they roll out, and then they make whatever formation happens these days, which apparently Megazords now make at least ten different combinations, which to me is just asinine. Like, you gonna roll... The, the, the last series of uh, Power Rangers before Ninja Steel? Uh, Ninja Dino Steel. Charge? No, like, before Ninja... Like, the, the, the one before Ninja Steel, which is the current one. Oh, current right. one's Ninja Steel. So Dino Charge, which is the last one. First of all, ten Rangers... On top of that, like, 12, maybe 15 different Megazords, which they can make at least six different combinations. And I'm like, how? What happened to the standard six? Like, when when did we get away from that? Uh, like, I'm okay with maybe, like, two or three because obviously we get to the uh, situation of five or six Rangers, especially when you start getting to the core three, when you got into the after the Saban era. Um, you get into the core three there for a little bit, um, and then you know bring in the two more, and then have another infamous six ranger. So then you start creating maybe three different kinds of megazords combinations or whatever. But ten rangers, ten, like I don't know. Maybe it's to keep the attention of kids these days. I, I have I no idea. Know. I I lost my mind. Look at this point, I was just kind of like, and I'm just finishing this just to finish this so much anyways there was a pretty good twist couple of twists in that that kind of made the story a little bit compelling um not the worst but not near the best either um needless to say uh worst um i would say maybe minor pacing issues maybe in that second act a little bit um, where, like, um, everything was necessary, but, like, I think, I, I think, like, and, and I also agree with mine, there were some little things, like, Trini getting her butt beat across the room, nobody waking up, like. <laughs> yeah, especially if her parents are supposed to be, as she said, too normal, like, and her, her mom was kind of. I don't know the right term for it, but she would have been like, what's wrong? Are, what are you doing? Like, what, what's going on in here? 
Yeah. Someone would have um, said something. I mean, they had continuity enough for her to go back and fix the wall at the end of the movie. That's true. So, actually, that's a good... That's actually a really good point. Like, continuity. So, if we know that Trini's fixing the wall, that means the city should stay in shambles. If not, we should be seeing the last of the repairs, or they might talk about the repairs in the next movie. Yeah. And do we kind of want to... So into what we think is gonna Well we haven't all gone around talking about qualms yet. Um yeah, uh partial pacing. I think it got a little slow. I think it slowed down a little too much for me. Yeah, around the um two thirds mark. Maybe. Yeah. Um but other than that, like that's just a minor thing. So, alright. Go ahead, yes. I didn't have any qualms personally. Okay, that's fine. You're a heathen. Anyways, uh, just kidding. Um, (laughs) Earlier, I talked about how, like, looking at the trailer, seeing a scene, and then seeing it in action in the movie was kind of like, eh, they could have done that better. So whatever they showed uh, Zach in the Zord giving it a test run. Like, when we saw the trailer for that, I was like, oh, this is really cool. I'm super hyped for this. But then when we see it in conjunction with, like, the training montage, with the training montage was great. And then we just get Zach uh, being off the cuff or whatever, spontaneous, and then he's just like, all right, let me get him for a joyride. And then he essentially runs through the valley, over the cliff, back into the cave, and nearly crashes and kills everyone. And, like, looking at that, I remember sitting in the theater and thinking, hmm... That's it. I was just hmm. <laughs> like that that was that was the extent of like the feeling that arose from that. And I was just like, well, there are ways this could have been done better. Especially like in placement with uh everything else surrounding it. Cause even up to that point, uh after that you get uh they're cause they're not really working as a team, and then Jason and Zach start fighting. Um but really that was my no, only I, only I, I think from that standpoint, it's very, very understandable, but that I think from that standpoint, they could have done it differently. They could have done away with it together, but in order to progress the story and allow Billy that partial morph, it was necessary in that sense mm-hmm. because it creates that conflict because Jason's now all of a sudden like, are you trying to kill us? Pay attention. Your actions affect all of us. So it was necessary in that sense to move the plot forward to realize we know nothing about each other. So it was necessary from that standpoint. If you look at it that way. But no, I, I understand what you're saying. I know I understand what you're saying. It wasn't that huge wow factor like most trailers. You know, they give that really like, oh, that's really cool. I'd like yeah. to see how that really plays out. And then, you know, feel satisfied. Um, so I, I, I understand. Um, yeah. Um, is, is that it? Um, Any yeah, final thoughts? That's about it. Um, one of the things is, if you've been sticking with us and you haven't watched Power Rangers, stay until the end because there is a scene. Yes. Um, yeah. Where they're back in detention, and there's actually uh, a student that's supposed to be there, Tommy Oliver. They're calling for him, but you just see his green jacket over his chair, and he's just not in detention. So Tommy Oliver. Yeah, and we uh, lastly cameos from Jason David Frank and Amy Jo Johnson, which um, I had heard rumors, and I don't know if you guys did that there were supposed to be two alumni, which 
everybody could guess Amy Jo Johnson. I mean, um, Jason David Frank. But to be honest, if you ask me, I thought Amy Jo Johnson would be the last one to show up in that. I would have pegged anybody else but Amy Jo Johnson because of how she was in terms of her, like, her Heisman stiff arm to the, you know, Power Rangers franchise. She's like, I'm gone. But then recently she's kind of been like, I'm back, guys. Like, everyone's uh, number one crush has finally come back. Um, look, you know. Yeah. But anyways, um, and they essentially all but pretty much confirmed uh, the sequel. Actually, they confirmed more than just a sequel. <laughs> they planned well, yeah, to do five more. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but uh, so next one is definitely going to be Green Ranger centric because I believe uh, their official Twitter tweeted out uh, just a small snippet gif where it's just the Green Ranger helmet. And Which, w- with the post credit scene and Rita having the power coin, like, Which we didn't now even... Because so, when they slapped her up... Which well, was and actually, it's interesting because they never actually said that the Rangers had it. No, they, well, they yeah, never But she didn't have it when she was in space. So we, one could assume that she dropped it because well, they and she, she got smacked pretty hard, but yeah. like wait, she well, still she had her whole, staff, right? No, she dropped it when they she wasn't with this right. And here, here's the thing: um, I even I watched uh, after the movie. I watched uh, a video on IGN's Facebook page about this, uh, kind of like explaining the ending or whatever, just to get their take on it. And they actually uh, they did mention how all of a sudden Rita just didn't have her staff. They're thinking that if in the second movie, if like I don't know. She were to uh, team Tommy. up with Zed, or whatever. Z- oh, Zed saves her. Yeah, yeah. And so then, looking for it, but Tommy comes across it first, like the staff with the green power coin, and then she's still able to like, cause manipulate it to yeah. like coerce Tommy into doing uh, her bidding or their bidding. Yeah. So. Um, I think that might be the route they're going to go if it's not just like, oh, yeah, by the way, the Rangers have it stashed away somewhere um, before, I don't know, Rita attacks and grabs it again or something like that. Yeah. But Anyways, um, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I think we'll kind of uh, wrap things up there. Um, I'm sure conversation will still ensue in, you know, in the weeks to come, little here, little there. Um as more thoughts come or more things get talked about, rumors get released. So um, stay locked for those. But, uh, yeah, yeah um, it's been another great episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah, and in the comments, just let us know. They are playing, six, like, five more films. What Power Rangers series do you want them to make into a movie? Um, go ahead, let us know. Or if you had any other thoughts, or maybe there's something that we didn't go over that we missed, like an Easter egg in the movie, we'll definitely be watching it again. Oh, uh, for sure. Go ahead, let us know. Um, Drop a comment. Uh, shoot us a message or anything. We'd yeah. love to hear what you thought of the movie. Um, needless to say, um, be sure to follow us on social media, like I plugged in earlier, Facebook, even more about nothing, Twitter, Eman Podcast one Instagram, um, Eman Podcast one, right, Tim? Timmy? Yep. Um, and then um, Snapchat, Eman mm-hmm. P1. Yep. Um, and I th- think that 
covers it. And then, of course, you're either listening on SoundCloud or on iTunes or somewhere in the Android market. E-Man podcast. I mean, even more about nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Podcast. And once again, we just want to say thanks to the Sharpton brothers, even though one of them couldn't be here, uh, for being on the podcast, being great supporters. Yes. And for going with us to see Power Rangers. And saving us yes. seats in Power Rangers. Yep. That was yep, yep. We are definitely like our own Power Rangers squad. Oh, before we sign off, quickly, which Power Rangers would you guys be? Which color? Blue. You said blue? Timmy Tango blue? I mean, like, after seeing this version of Power Rangers, like, who wouldn't want to be blue? Because, you know, hey. Um, I was always, I, I enjoyed, um, White Ranger, at least you know after the whole green, evil power going away. So, I was saying, just Power Ranger ever, or just from the movie? Well, just like if you were to pick a color, who do you? What color do you think you'd be? Uh, if you're part of Power Ranger on a color? Yeah, I think my favorite's still the White Ranger from the. Believe me, you could pick any color, and they'll probably have it, especially in Dino Charge. They got Aqua. They got titanium. They got... Anyways, needless to say. Well, uh, Ninja Storm had an Aqua Ranger, but he was a master uh, or whatever. He had, he was the elephant spirit. Anyways, uh, if I were to pick a color, it'd probably either have to be black or green. And not in the sense of, like, Mighty Morphin green. Green as in, like how Cam and Ninja Storm was green, or how Bridge and SPD was green. Okay. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyways, uh, thank you guys for joining us. It's been a pleasure. We thank you guys for listening to us week in, week out. For those of you who do, if you're just tuning in, um, please stay locked. We've got a lot of things coming, and we enjoy and uh, appreciate you stopping by to listen. So, um, until next week, we will see you guys later. Thank you.